It's Tech for Market Explainer, your number one business news podcast. Hosted by Danny and the big man. And it starts right now. Howdy, y'all. We are back, as always. Today, we're going to jump into Microsoft's huge acquisition. Then we're mm-hmm. going to talk about another chip factory in America. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we're going to talk about 5G in airplanes. <laughs> and yes, then, Danny thinks they're all going to fall out of the sky. Go ahead. Correct. And they are. And then at the end of the show, uh, you know, the last story, we have some unfortunate news. I will be leaving Market Explainer for this new career. And we're going to talk a little bit about why I'm joining Dodge as the official donut maker. And no, it's not the kind of donuts you can eat. <laughs> Is that a fat joke? But anyway, I digress. Go ahead. Just it's 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 a it's a human of mass uh, story. Um, before we jump into that, I want to tell you about our Patreon. MarketExplainer.com and mm-hmm. our Patreon, patreon.com slash marketexplainer. I want you to go there. You can join. Our full-length videos are available there. They're, ad, they're YouTube ad-free for you to watch. And if you join, you'll even get them ad-free, ad-free. So um, you can go there and do that right away. Mm-hmm. And now the first story. So my good friends over at Microsoft, my cousin Satya Nadella, who's the CEO, um, uh-huh. they're making a modest acquisition here, wouldn't you think? <laughs> modest, $70 billion, $69 well, billion, something like that? Largest technology acquisition in history, you know what I mean? For my, no, you know? I can't So, it. yeah, it is. Here's the deal. Um when I, I I say potential acquisition, not acquisition, yeah. they've obviously submitted it potential because I guarantee you within the, this is relatively new within the last week they've announced this. Correct. I I would put money on the fact that in the next couple of weeks you're going to see Sony come out with an antitrust lawsuit. Here's why, so? because right Here's now, a, can I tell you what the problem is with that? You don't have ahead. any money to bet. <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's go with that. No, I'm just saying, does Mrs. <laughs> the Big Man even let you into your own accounts? No, uh, no, no, no. I would wages? be betting her money. Yeah, but, okay. That's what I thought. So... They're gonna they're gonna file an antitrust lawsuit. They're gonna they're gonna so? claim absolutely and and really? even if they ultimately lose, they can push off this acquisition year after year and keep it up in litigation for years Fair because enough. their their argument is going to be that there are already only three or four big names in gaming: Sony, right. Microsoft. Again, Blizzard and Activision would be number three behind those, right? Yeah. And then some of your third party ones, right? That get much smaller after that. Yeah, much. Yeah, the 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 lion share of the market eighty percent is three three or four people. Absolutely, and especially yeah. when you talk about high profile games that are exclusive to those platforms. Now, right. I, Danny's not a big gamer, so some of I'm you not. out there will be probably be more adapt to this. But when However, you think of, go ahead. In preparation for this story. I watched a bunch of Instagram reels of people talking about it. So <laughs> I am fully, uh, you know, aware. 
Well, look, by by acquiring Activision, right, Blizzard, they get right. access to very specific games that, that then they can turn around and not allow PlayStation to put on their people to play right. on PlayStation. They right. can now play World of Warcraft on Microsoft Xbox. They can play right. Overwatch, or they can play these other that are exclusive to Activision, Blizzard games. Yes. So what they're really purchasing those, is exclusive rights to these games. And the, and the, and the names you just said, those are video games? <laughs> um, yes. Well, but look, they're, they're not games? just video games, but they're titles of video games that are the, the most popular in history. Call of Duty, right. which yeah, is a huge. Activision product, right? is one of the most played video games in the world. I mean, they do tournaments around Call of Duty, right? right. Esports and, and, and stuff like that. And, and COD, is that an exclusive to PS, like to PlayStation? I'm sorry, say that again? Uh, Call COD, like Call of Duty is exclusive to PlayStation? No, it's not. It's So that's what they're buying, is the ability to make it exclusive ah, to right, Xbox, right. Yeah. right? And that's what PlayStation is going to turn around and say, is they're going to say, hey, if... if Microsoft pulls off this acquisition, they're right. going to take all of these current video games that everybody can play on multiple platforms right. and make them exclusive, exclusive to Xbox, and that hurts the business so, of gaming. Correct. Now, if I was Sony, and in, in our last episode we talked about Sony trying to build an electric car, I would have said, hey, stop trying to build an electric car and instead go buy this company. Because if they bought mm -hmm. it, they could do the same thing. Well, and and look, there's a difference between Sony and Microsoft in Correct. in just size Market of business and marketing. I mean, oh, yeah. you're talking about okay. Let, let's kind of put this in perspective. When people go, well, that seventy billion, sixty eight point seven billion dollars, they're overpaying for Blizzard, which from a stock standpoint, they are. You're talking about right now, yeah. it's about eighty dollars a share. They're willing but, to give ninety five dollars a share. Yeah, so here's isn't Microsoft's market cap like two or three trillion dollars, something like that? Well, Some ungodly sum of money that that's only what the I Federal mean. Reserve has. Just in yeah. cash, just in cash, Microsoft, right. just in cash, sitting in a bank account that they've disclosed yeah. last quarter, is a hundred and forty billion dollars. Yeah, so they don't care. And they're 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 this quarter, yeah. they're looking just to add in cash Correct. another fifty billion. Yeah, so they're doing just so they're going to have almost all of this money just in cash this quarter. They don't care. This is it's this 3% is, of their market cap. 70 so billion is, dollars is 3%. Right. So this is you walking in to um the HEB and going, "Yeah, I'll mm -hmm. buy an extra lightning cable for my cell phone." Uh, cause I left it in the other car. I don't care. Right. Or, and I'm going to store it. I'm not even going to use it for the next three years. Cause I put it in my glove box just in case I need it. Right. Correct. It doesn't matter. It's, it's insignificant. Now here's what I've seen is that people within Microsoft are saying, we're not going to do that. We have no interest in turning these uh, titles into Xbox exclusives. And we will continue to maintain some of the PlayStation exclusives that Activision. I don't know if Blizzard Activision has a PlayStation exclusive title, but they don't because they're a third party. So yeah. PlayStation, to be exclusive, you have to create that it's product, internal. maintain that yeah. product, an yeah. internal product. PlayStation only has a couple of games that are exclusive to PlayStation, and right. they they have been Sony games forever, right. like okay. way back to PS One. Yeah. Right, right and that kind of stuff. Um, so I have the, a PS2. 
I have a PS1. And, <laughs> and I have a Nintendo 64. And I have a Sega Genesis. And um, this is the complete aside. When they did the Super Nintendos, like Super Nintendo came out with their, you know, um, mm-hmm. and uh, what, what, what was it called there? I forget what it is. There, the S, the Super NES, like remake, yeah. the the reboot, um, the reissue of it in the watch game. We call that a reissue. And then Sega did too. I bought some for my younger cousins because their uncle or their father, mm-hmm. who was my uncle, bought me a Sega Genesis, and I didn't buy one for myself. And now I hate myself. You're talking about like the remakes where they had yes. like a hundred games already on every them. Every game that my parents just, yes. couldn't ever afford me to buy. And that's fine because they were struggling. Mm-hmm. And um, my uncle really just wanted to play the Sega Genesis himself. But he was trying to go to medical school. And my grandfather would probably beat him if he found out he was playing video games. So he just bought <laughs> it for us as a gift. And would just come over to our house to play it all the time. Uh, I understand. I do, yeah. I do have one of those. But look, here here's the, I don't think this is not for Microsoft just a gameplay. Now, you think so? There, there's all kinds of stats out there that say, you know, right now it's a 200 plus global gaming market where they expect that to almost double in the next 10 years. So there's there's definitely gaming out there, but I think if if and again, this goes back to like a metaverse question yeah if the metaverse does and look that some people say the metaverse is coming some people say it's not it won't ever be a thing i sent you an article this week about a guy that's like the metaverse is dumb and will never exist it's just a hot topic of the you know year whatever but if the metaverse does happen happen you got to think that it's going to be their key demographic is going to be gamers yes so i don't i'm of the mindset when it comes to the metaverse that it's stupid and it's not going to be a thing. But then I always remember the New York Times economist Paul Krugman saying the Internet will have the economic impact of the fax machine and thinking, I don't want to be Paul Krugman, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, look, there's money. Even when an idea is dumb, there's money to be made, right? Yes. Like, so so just because the metaverse, let's, say, let's just say it never happens the way we think it's going to happen now, doesn't mean there won't be billions, if not trillions of dollars made from made, it. Made, yes. You know what I mean? And over and probably, over again. Probably trillions because at the rate the Federal Reserve is printing money, everything, we're all going to be trillionaires soon. We're all future trillionaires. <laughs> um, no, I just, I, I thought this was an interesting story because simply the size of the acquisition and mm-hmm. part of what I love is watching boomers, and you're not a boomer, okay? You're a Gen Xer, I get it. Mm-hmm. Boomers who thought everything that my generation, your generation loved, like, that's stupid. And then my generation shows up and we kill Applebee's and Sears and JC Penny mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Toys R Us, and we kill all the stuff that they liked, and we go, ha ha. And, but in the end, their portfolios, their 401ks, are stuffed with Microsoft stock, and here they are spending seventy billion dollars to buy a gaming company, and here their you know their son, their daughter, whatever, in the grandson, their grandchild. The likelihood that someone who thinks video games is stupid, addictive, a waste of time, turns men into man children, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. the the likelihood that they will have a grandchild who at some point in time wants to become a professional gamer. And they have to sit down and, and they have to 
reconcile these two notions. Like, well, video games mm-hmm. are stupid. Yeah, but your video son, games will rot your brain. You're never going to yeah, get anywhere you, playing video games. But your grandson accidentally makes two or three. You know, your grandson turns out to be the next ninja. Right. And he makes seven, eight million bucks in a year playing video games. And you have to go, well, I don't. Well, I'll be. It's like those. <laughs> it's like people who thought rap music was stupid. And then they find out how much money some rappers make with no label, with no like with no backing. And it's like you made two million dollars just putting out music on Spotify and SoundCloud. And you did a tour and it's mm-hmm. like $2 million is nothing in the context of the music industry, but $2 million is better than going to have a job. Well, to an individual, right. Yeah. And, and uh, making music is a lot easier than digging ditches, right? Today. Um, yes. Today it is. Yeah. So look, the, the other part of this is I don't think eight timing. Microsoft is taking advantage of timing. Blizzard yeah. is caught up in scandal right now. Right, just a bit, right? Just, just, what is just seven hundred cases, at right, their, of sexual yeah. harassment and toxic work environment. Whoa, 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 we don't say that word. I'm we sorry, essay on the internet. Because- there you go, essay and whatever. So the point is, is I don't think eighteen months ago this could have happened. I don't care how much Microsoft right. gave Blizzard and Activision because they'd have been like, hell no, we're looking to eventually compete. Yes. Where you we're gonna now fast public. forward eighteen months, you know yeah. what I mean, down the road, and go, hey. They're in a lot of trouble, and one of the right. best ways to before, if they think they're just going to implode, right, which right. can happen to a company with this kind of scandal, right? Yeah, of because course. it costs money to get out of it, the damage yeah. done to brands, yada 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 yada. If they if they think, hey, I, we've got a chance to crumble, right. it may be five years from now, but we got a chance that this takes us down, or at least mostly. Why not? go out and sell overpriced to Microsoft, Microsoft right. can then distance itself from all of this. All of those yeah. guys, we paid to go away because that's they own that, stock in the hey, company anyway. Listen, that happened before Microsoft owned the company. We're exactly. trying to fix it. And listen, let me just tell you something. The consumers of the Activision Blizzard product do not care about the, ac- the accusations at their office. They don't care. Because you can I tell you something? I don't care. It's below my line, as Chamath Palahapatia would say. Um, but they uh, care when it affects them. Meaning, if, if, if I have to fire games, people, correct. right? If I have to fire people and then games aren't updated as often and, and blah, blah, blah. So it all affects the bottom line as far as the end user and, ultimately. And that's when it will start to bother somebody. Until that that is the reality. And it, it looks like this acquisition is kind of like perfect timing for everybody. You know, Microsoft has all this cash. Cash is useless in this economy. Might as well get Activision Blizzard, put them in your house. Activision Blizzard has some scandals, right? Um, right, which, and, the, which and Microsoft legitimate. is turning around instead of giving them less than, is giving them more. Because they realize that if they go ahead and buy it, if they're allowed to, if they go ahead and buy it, it they can distance themselves now before a ton of damage is done, right? Yeah. Before... They can nip it in the, that damage in the bud. Say it wasn't right. us. We fired everybody that had to do with it and, and placed right. our own guys. That's if Sony lets this happen. The whether to see and, how Sony reacts to this, Sony could co- go out and partner with somebody like EA. That's so. What I think is going to happen is not that Sony's going to try to litigate. I think Sony's going to go. Oh, you guys want to play? And they're going to d- d- dig deep into their coffers and try to buy. 
a, a smaller portfolio of independents. And because I think they can create their own market by saying, yeah, we, we're going to have cooler independent games because we bought up a handful of small independent development studios. And we just we just gave them capital to survive. So they're not in this constant we're raising money, doing this thing. Um, and why not I do think, both? Why not do both? Yeah. Go out there and buy the independence while this is going through litigation. You yeah, you can't match true. them dollar for dollar. And no. we live in a world where the judicial system is just the judicial system, right? Yeah. So if I can, as a business, if I can fund these lawyers over here and put off yeah. this acquisition another 18 months, that's while 18 you go months around. while you yeah. go around and, and do whatever it is you're going to do, whether it's a partnership or, you know, right. whatever. Um, and, and if and you do win... You know, you win. If you don't, you've postponed it. And and maybe the end agreement is, hey, you know, for 10 years, we promise we'll continue to support PlayStation with mm-hmm. with these titles or whatever that term is. And in the interim period, PlayStation goes out and they buy an HTC, which completely flipped from doing phones to focusing on like headsets, uh, you know, VR headsets. Well, and PlayStation that- finds a new avenue to survive. See, and this is the argument that Sony's lawyers will undoubtedly use and the government will use as well is, hey, because you on t- on the surface you go, hey, why don't everybody just play with everybody, right? Why doesn't Xbox play with, with them and go let our games on your system and your system on our system and everybody do it? But then what you get into is zero competition. And when right. there's zero competition, the product suffers the yeah. support suffers well, and all and of that. So if you if you get into the situation where all the games work on every system, you basically just you don't need these systems. You just need a gaming PC. Like, isn't that all you've done? Aren't, well, at this point in in tech, aren't the components from a gaming PC to a PlayStation to the Xbox aren't they all effectively the same scale of components? Well. No, your it's gaming PC is system. below. Your What's gaming that? system is below. Your technology in the newest levels of gaming PCs, contr- like not not PCs, but but gaming consoles. Yeah, are they lose money selling consoles? It's about the titles because it's about the title. That's where they make their money is the monthly right. access, the games. That's where. So they okay. lose. They they have never made money off of consoles. So let right? me ask you this question. If what you just said is the reality, what is the flipping point of making consoles? Why not simply say we're a piece now we're a we're an operating system and hey, if you want a license to the PlayStation operating system that you can put on any PC compatible machine that you have at your house that you can build, it's a hundred dollars a year. And it comes because with it- PlayStation Network and it comes with all the other stuff. It's 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 come down to a proven whether it's you can make an argument that it's psychological, but if right. you go out and buy an Xbox, you're going to play Xbox games mm. primarily okay. because yeah. most people aren't going to buy an Xbox and a PlayStation. But if okay. I have a high level gaming PC that could technically do both, right? Then you'll install both on there. You see what I'm saying? So you'll do so, boot the Xbox OS and the 
PSOS. And exactly. It, all it forces you to make a choice. And then we all know human beings, when you make a choice, when you bought the first Xbox, you bought Xbox 360. Yeah, and then you bought yeah. the the next Xbox and the next yeah. Xbox. Even if you go, hey, if you got a friend over here that says, no, PlayStation's better, you and bought I, the Xbox. So you buy again, the next one. I was such, like, I had a Sega Genesis. And then what came after that? The Sega Saturn? I don't even know what came out after Sega Genesis on that, but but Dreamcast, that's my but I, I never had a Dreamcast. It was dumb. Well, so you so well, I think that was when the Nintendo Cube came out, and right that they got off track. Everybody yeah, got off track there for. But here's my point, though. Again, that's why they sell the console, and the consoles have are better than any gaming system you can build for any relatively the same price. You right. can't build a gaming PC to match uh, Xbox. X for five hundred dollars. You can't okay. do it, Fair right? Enough. Um, with the same processing speed and memory or whatever. So they take a loss there, knowing that you're going to now pay me monthly to access right. Xbox games. You're going to pay to right. go. And, hey, it even gets worse than that because all the new systems with like, hey, you can have like the Amazon Prime Gaming where you can have access to two hundred games for ten dollars a month. Right. You 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 don't own any of those. You're just paying to access games. That's right. the future. Is you're not well, even yeah, going to be able to buy the you're, game. You're, you're just going to pay to access. No, I get that. That part's correct. Well, it's all fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, well, and like we said, we'll have to do down the line, and this will probably be a year Follow from now, and, we'll yeah. do an update to see if this actually goes through. But at least on the surface, a $70 billion acquisition right. is insane to think about. And, and you'll have to go over to our um, Patreon to learn about yep. that. But let's just jump in. Should we jump into this next story? Let's do it. All right. Before we do that, I want to tell you about Acre Gold. Gold is the original store of value. It's the money of kings. Mm -hmm. The world is wacky. Who knows what's coming to our future? What Acre Gold does is it allows you to invest in gold with a subscription model. When you accrue enough money into your subscription account, they send you this wacky thing, two and a half grams of gold. Mm -hmm. It's a great amount of gold for the seasoned investor or someone who's just getting started out investing in gold. Precious metals should be a part of everyone's portfolio. That's just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. You can click our link down in the description down below and join Acre Gold today. Gold is up this week, so it's good. Awesome. So this next story, uh, you know, we did a story not too long ago about Samsung mm -hmm. dropping nearly $18 billion to build a chip factory out in Taylor, Texas, which is, there's Taylor, right? Not Tyler. Just outside of Austin. It's just outside of Austin. It's still Williamson County, which blew my mind. It's like I didn't, yep. I didn't know, I didn't know Wilco was that big. Mm -hmm. Um, and now Intel is spending twenty billion mm -hmm. to build a factory, a chip factory in Ohio, and it seems timely to a lot of people who are casual observers of the news who go, "Oh, chip shortage." building chip factory, they're going to fix the chip shortage. It's not how that works. I don't <laughs> no. think these factories will be supplying chips for four, 
three years. Well, no, at least at least three years. I mean, because yeah. it's not even the first of the facilities isn't even expected to open until late 2025. And when they say late 2025, you know, that's without any disruption. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Um, and that kind of stuff. So, look, th- there's always a spin. When it comes to counties and cities and news and all this kind of stuff, obviously they want to paint a picture, right? Right. We call it politics, right? And the picture being painted is, guess what? People in that city and county and stuff like that came out and said, hey, we want to be competitive, right, with national security and chip shortages and high prices of cars. And this will help with all of that because those are all hot button issues right now. But the chances are there won't be a car chip shortage by the time this rolls out not that this even factory is even going to make those and guess what samsung isn't planning to make those in taylor texas either we said as part of that story both of these factories are going to be built to make top of the line chips for the top of the line products moving forward they're not making brake chips to go Right. right that's the chip shortage in cars right People right. go, well, there's a chip shortage for cards, and they think brains and and no, yeah. we're talking about for your brakes and for these dumb little right. things that are used off of 10, 15 year old technology. Yes, that companies don't want to make anymore. That's the chip right. shortage. It's not Correct. brand new Intel processors. Right. So let me ask you a pseudo political question. Sure. Do you think what's that? I said sure. Okay. Do you think the former president and some of his opinions on things, do you think that is what has driven investment into U.S. chip manufacturing? Or do you think it's simply, hey, it's, you know, like we need to have some of this stuff on shore. It just makes sense for the, the supply chain. Because I don't feel like there was this much interest in building chips in the United States since the early dawn of Silicon Valley, which is how Silicon Valley really got its name and how it got started Mm -hmm. was microchip manufacturing. Right. Well, and they're trying to call this Silicon Heartland, which is what they're trying to get to catch on, which it's not. It's a dumb name. name They had a name for Dallas, too, in the 80s. What was it, Silicon something or other? That's stupid. Here's the point. And the answer to your question I don't yeah. I think it's less about politics and more about business. The okay. fact is is over the last several years, right. America and and the biggest country over in Asia yeah. are your two largest consumers in the world. <laughs> okay. You won't even say the name anymore. You are, are the two largest consumers in the world, right? Right. And when you look up until this last couple of years and all the shortage of products and and for for decades we've been going toward this globalist outlook that hey i can manufacture the entire world's needs of intel chips in taiwan right right Right. now 90 percent of advanced chips in the world 90 percent are made in taiwan right now i didn't know that so 90 percent are made in taiwan of advanced chips now that is fine if in a globalist economy. However, right. when you look as a country, right? The United you, States I of America. Mean, I think what you mean to say is global economy. Globalist economy I'm has sorry. other implications. Global economy, right? You go, okay, <laughs> no, I need I these say, products. And yeah. these products are being made somewhere on the world, yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. we all have access to them, right? The problem, though, 
that has been created in the last two or three years, especially by these two major consumer countries, yeah. is that, okay, wait a minute. What, what if, if we don't, we don't like along? each other or yeah. we don't always get along? And then all of a sudden, I no longer have access for some reason Correct. to that product. And what that is from a business standpoint, right? Opportunity. Right. These country, these companies, which Samsung is not based in the United States. No, they're Korean. Um, and, and this company is not based in the United States, right? Right. They go, wait a minute. America wants to right. have access to its own chips. Right. So either America is going to create their own chip manufacturers or let's go take their money because we're going to invest. And let's right. say 20, it's 20 billion. The, the city's putting up another billion, right, to get them well, to this, do it. Intel is an American company, so. Yeah. Well, okay, not entirely. My point, though, is, yeah. again, it's no, just correct. good business to go. Because right yeah. now, Intel is paying that company in Taiwan to make these processors. Correct. Right? So by bringing that money back here, it's still a good business decision. And look, they won't move at all. It's not They're not going to stop using Taiwan. Taiwan's not slowing down on production. No. And this can be, it's a $20 billion product right now, but they've said it could be up to $100 billion, right? If, if it, if depending on how things go and, and uh, government and, subsidies and yada, and yada, yada, yada. And now I like to remind people that a uh, manufacturing company out of Asia promised to build a huge facility in Wisconsin mm -hmm. and a certain person who was president at the time championed this as a <laughs> great success. Ooh, you're walking that line of us being a political show talking about that one, but go ahead. And all I'm saying is the reality of what happened with that factory is they forced a bunch of people not to build homes on a piece of land and then nothing happened. Not only nothing happened, but the people in charge of that w walked away with a lot of people's money. Um, and good that, for that. that is anyway. And that 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 was a, that was a debacle. I don't think. Look, you've got two big names behind this, Samsung yeah, and Intel. Yeah. I don't think that's something that's going to happen here. I think they'll I spend at least what they're initially saying if they'll not spend. More. Now, whether the other stuff comes in, that's just good old-fashioned business. If it takes yeah. off and it's successful, they'll invest more like any good business would. If right. it doesn't, they'll keep it the $20 billion that they agreed to spend and go on about their business, right? right? Um, no, I, I, I think this is, first of all, I, I, you know, I have a lot of weird ideas about economics and so on. I think this is good. I don't think this is bad. Um, I think this is uh, the part of it that makes me barf a little is the, the county or the city's putting up a bunch of money. That doesn't make any sense to me, but listen, that's true. And this was all over. That's what it takes to, to get the factory though. If you want your factory in Ohio, instead of the factory going to you name the other place, because who doesn't want a factory in their town now? Um, uh, you have to put up that kind of, capitalization and the city who didn't win they said well we'll spend 700 million for instance i think it's 120 million is what williamson county is putting up to build infrastructure in taylor mm -hmm. to support the factory so a lot of these big investments are not made without public capital being spent in investment and that is interesting to think about from an economics perspective wouldn't you think I think you're going to see more and more of that because I don't you're going to see this, any other way. 
decentralization of these kind of things because you can go out to a town like Taylor, yeah. right? That that thirty years ago, forty years ago, there was a point it a hundred years ago where Taylor was a bustling town, right? For its yeah. its whatever, but it was way outside of Austin. Right. So it wasn't close enough to anything, but it was a bustling town. And as Austin grew as a city, Taylor shrank. Right. It got smaller yeah, and smaller. Move you move into the town. Right. Where now you've got all of this inexpensive land and a lot right. of it. Right. And you can build essentially a city. Right. Yes. You that's, can build these, a plant. That's what these, these factories are going to look like cities in many ways. Right. Because what they do is the, the Amazon model. It's what it's what Elon Musk is doing with um, uh, uh, his uh SpaceX, yeah, the, right? SpaceX down in, yeah. right? And stuff like that oh, yeah, is yeah. he's going, he's building a city going, I'm going to build a company here, yeah. which ha has to have employees. And then I'm going to build a community of houses around right. to, mm -hmm. to offer, you know, how nice housing. I'm not going to yeah. rely on Taylor's housing, right? right Current right, housing. Right. I'm going to build communities because I'm going to yeah, force that as part of the deal. Yeah, I'm going to so build Boca new Chica, roads. That's where he is. Yeah. You know, yeah. all that kind of stuff in this, um, you know, in this kind of stuff, they're going to go, we're going to build houses. I mean, you're talking about, I don't know exactly where New Albany, Ohio is, but I, I would guess that it's probably much like Taylor, right? Yeah. And that it's an older city. Probably, um, yeah. The average uh, person that lives there is probably on the older end, much like Taylor. Right. Where So they're not going to be the ones employed by this. They're going to bring them in. And the average salary, according to Intel, is probably going to be about $135,000 a year. So they're bringing in high-level employees. They're going to have to build houses for these people. So there's a right. lot of money to be made. And this is actually what used to happen a long time ago, yeah, railroads did this, right? Hey, my What's railroad's that? coming through here. Railroads yeah. used to do this. My yeah. railroad is going through this part of the country. I'm yeah. going to buy a bunch of land because I know there's going to be a bunch of houses being built. And right. It was a way for someone to make a lot of money from a bunch of different yeah. ways. Yeah, there's a, they used to be called company towns, right? A company mm -hmm. would show up, they'd buy up a small little town. And in some way... um. I support that. I think that's good. I think that's the only, that's one, I think that's a better means of development than, than going to, like, is for instance, in, in our fair town, Austin, you know, you pay taxes and for the roads and then they build a bike lane. <laughs> I don't want a bike anyway. I digress. Well, look, this is actually how we, we so went from I'm, sea to shining sea, right? Yeah. Is these towns were built by these companies right. that went in and said, "Hey, I want this to be Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Steel City. Yeah. I'm going to make steel for every building that we build around the United States in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, yeah. and they become the Steel City, right?" So, uh, you know, what is interesting is, you know, there's an old saying. It's from the Bible. It's there's nothing new under the sun, right? And everything old becomes new again. And what I think is fascinating is. I'm seeing my friends who granddaddy or, you know, their parents moved from rural, you know, from the, originally from the Midwest, they moved mm -hmm. from rural Wisconsin and um, they moved up to the big life in the big city of the, the Minneapolis, St. Paul. And now their kids are saying, I don't have to live here. <laughs> right. I can take my job. And I'm, and now they're literally moving back to grandpa's farm because grandpa's, gone to be part of the dirt now he's part of the mm -hmm. fertilizer and so they're they're like why would i live here in town 
and have a $350,000 house, I can sell it and own a $200,000 farm. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I work from home, homeschool my kids or my kids do school online. And I'm seeing this weird transition back to smaller towns and manufacturing like this. So New Albany, Ohio is um, out, well outside of Columbus, but it looks like it's probably mm-hmm. a 50 minute drive to Columbus. And with companies like Kroger and others building up infrastructure to do grocery delivery, right? You're going to have all sorts of mobilized infrastructure um, where Kroger might not have a storefront in this little town. But, but they may have, not have to because they'll just they'll deliver have a warehouse. to there. Correct. They'll have a warehouse where they keep a hundred of the top products in that warehouse. And if you want a different product, well, the truck comes in every Tuesday or every Thursday or yep. whatever it is. And so this centralization to, to, to big cities, I think that's ending. Right. And I think that's ending really mm-hmm. fast. And I think everybody's going to sprawl back out to, and I don't think it's going to be urban sprawl where it's going to be suburbs and stuff like that. I think we're going to see more company towns. I think we're going to see more stuff like this where it's like, Hey, I'm going to go work and live in some town with where the Intel factory is and make $150,000 a year and live in a house that costs $210,000 that I fixed up and looks like it's from HGTV. Well, you know? or was just built last year because Intel came to town, right? Correct. I can go and because here's here's what ha- what has happened in the last decade with some of these places like this where a big company has come in, even if it was a suburb, maybe it was a tiny suburb, and this has happened a lot around right. in Colorado, right, and, and stuff like that yeah. around Denver in these smaller yeah. towns. This big company comes in, and but when they come in, they make these deals with the city, and this is where the city's money comes in not only in tax breaks or whatever but they force the cities to create infrastructure for those so like in a place like taylor this big company comes in samsung and goes hey if you want us to be here here's what's required by the city you're gonna have to invest in high-speed internet you're gonna have to invest in this this and this and this because that's the only way they get people to move there to fill those jobs and then all of a sudden you're moving to a new old town that feels like an old town but it's got brand new houses it's got brand new high-speed internet it's got all these things that currently taylor does not have right and you know who i feel bad for is the old people in these towns who have lived there forever and here's all this new innovation coming and it they they answer they have ancillary benefits of like hey you're gonna have cooler restaurants better grocery stores all this stuff that's gonna benefit them Mm -hmm. But their little town is now dead. You killed it. Well, they they moved. Look, I deal with a lot of these people in real estate. They moved to an old. They moved to an old town that still exists out there. If their owners, the ones that you really feel bad for, that have lived in Taylor for fifty years but have rented the entire time, that now get pushed no out. Upside. They Those no are the upside. ones because they've got no upside. Right? They've lived in Taylor you, their entire lives, do but they don't somebody, own you know, anything. Do you know a single person? in Taylor that has rented for anything more than three years? Not off the top of my head, but it happens. Yeah. There are a lot of people well, no, that live in ta- I, in a place like Taylor or on the north side of Georgetown, right? Yeah. That these are our older folks that do rent because they've lived there forever. And when they moved there for the like, five years ago, 10 years ago, it was yeah. still middle of nowhere affordable. Yeah. and affordable. And now they can't rent and they get pushed out. 
And so I, I think about those situations and I go, the only reason I would go live in any place like that is because um, it's cheap and I would be focused on owning, not renting, mm-hmm. but that's just me. But I think we should jump on to this next story because it's yep. scintillating. Um, <laughs> before we do that, I want to tell you about Big Man Gear. Uh, Big Man Gear is printed and delivered to you by Amazon Prime. And it is the big man's idea of a merch brand. And it's it's neato. So you should go to bigmangear.com. That will take you to the Amazon store. You can check all that stuff out. And uh, we're going to jump into this next story. 5G. Get your tinfoil hats ready. The planes are falling out of the sky. <laughs> that is not um, true. Danny it's is being not, facetious. It's, it's, it's not true, but at the same time, now I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just a yeah, guy yes. who's into no. Yeah, I'm yes. just a guy who's into prefacts. Okay, you don't know that they're a fact yet, but in five to, in six months to two years, you, the TV is going to tell you this is a fact. There so, you go, and there it is, yeah. folks. There it is. Look, um, if you've been living under a rock, you know, in the last week or so, um, AT and T and Verizon have essentially flipped the switch to on of the yes. Ultra Five G Five G that they've been working on for years, right? Yes. That everybody has a conspiracy so, theory about that so, it's going to activate, you correct. know, whatever. Correct. I started having migraines last week when this happened. Okay. <laughs> That's not true. And very recently, <laughs> I have been hearing <laughs> alien noises. Those are just the voices in your head. Paranoia. <laughs> okay. So what this particular story is about is the fact that twice now, they've yes. delayed flipping that switch, AT&T Verizon, for the uh, airlines at yes. the FAA, right? Uh, because there is... The particular band that 5G uses, Ultra 5G uses, messes with one single piece of an airplane, and they're not even 100% certain that it would. It's just that it could. Yeah. So, um, now this is not just Spirit Airlines saying we're not flying because of this. No. It's it's... Emirates. It's Air India, um, Nippon Airways, Japan Airlines. Lufthansa, British Airways, they've all announced that they've changed flights in order to accommodate potential issues with this. Um, Emirates has actually suspended flights into nine U.S. airports because of this. Right. And the entire reason, the entire reason that this story is in today's show is because I wanted to make jokes about they, they wanted 5G. to make 5G jokes, 5G yes. jokes and whatever. Yeah. Look, this all comes down to money. Right. Essentially, for for the airlines to either redevelop or retweak, it's called an altimeter. Right. All the, and the only time it's ever used, you, it's you not even used altimeter? on every flight. You mean altimeter? An altimeter? Okay, I'm sorry. I, no, an altimeter. I didn't know if it was a different part. I wasn't. No, it's an altimeter. All it does okay. is it sends a radio signal between the plane and the ground, so that pilots can use their devices to land in bad weather. So Correct. if they can't see the runway. Yep. It tells them how high they are as they're landing. Yeah. It's the only time it's used. So if it's yeah. good weather, it's not an issue, whatever. Right. But, and their fear is, is because the frequencies are so close that okay. some of these 5G towers, which, by the way, the FAA sold yeah. them 
the land to build these towers on two years ago. And they've had this two years to figure this problem out that right. nobody did. But yeah. nobody... W- the problem is is they're all screaming at each other, who's responsible to spend the billion dollars to fix the problem? Is right. it AT&T and Verizon's because they're causing the problem? Is it the FAA because For they... guess what? the land. Yeah. Is it and, the airlines to individual to deal with it themselves? And listen, none of this, by the way, is new, correct? In the sense no. that... <clears throat> In order for fire, in order for AT and T and Verizon to flip the switch, they had to first go through a uh, auction through the FCC. The FCC has to approve everything. None of this. It's not like anybody could have been unprepared. It's no. simply that the FAA and the FCC uh, didn't communicate properly with each other. Um, these are two massive federal organizations that didn't bother to go, hey, let's have a little interagency cooperation and make sure that this can happen smoothly. It almost begs the question, what's the point of having regulators if they don't do... If they this is 100% preventable. This is one of yes. those government things where yes. it was 100% preventable. Yeah. If if you or I were was responsible for this in, in corporate America, you we and I would have been fired... Yeah. A for month ago, this out. for yeah. not figured this out, and it all boils down, like most things, again to money. Who's yeah. responsible for spending the Correct. billion dollars that they say it would take right. to make to sure that this doesn't the problem. You know, to yes. rectify the problem? And nobody wants to be that person. And now we know the truth. They injected the <laughs> they injected the chips, and now the planes can't fly. <laughs> the the five G tinfoil Bird. hat. Birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. <laughs> That's one of my favorites, by the way. Yes, that's, a, that's the best that's, one. That's one of my favorites. And but- I'm making a declaration here and now on our YouTube channel. Uh, the big man and I will do a special cons- uh, conspiracy special exclusive to our Patreon. So go join. Mm-hmm. If you join the lowest tier, and we're going to do one of those every quarter where the big man sits down and says, here are things I think you think, and then I'll explain why they're not a conspiracy, and I don't think some of that stuff, because uh, uh, you know, this past weekend I, you know, I was up north. I, I filled in on a radio station for a friend, and it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know that we need to bring some of that content to the wider, you know, universe that we're we're of content that we're building here. Only um, if we can schedule guests that actually believe what we're discussing. <laughs> Like we gotta have. If we're gonna discuss. If we're gonna talk about flat earthers, we gotta have a flat earther. If I, we're gonna... <laughs> I, I know a flat. I, of course you do. Of of course you do. I know so, a flat earther. So. Danny will provide the guests because yeah, those fine. are his circles. Um, I mean, and I, I can I can just get on my phone and and uh, I well I can't call any of these people because they put their phone in a ditch. Um, <laughs> I have to send a carrier pigeon, but I can get them, you know, to a library. Yes, so we we'll we'll, we'll schedule it out far enough that Danny can send his carrier pigeons uh, to the people that he needs to go to. Yes. All right, let's jump into this next story. This was a hoot. Uh, before we do that, of course, as always, there is a sponsor for the segment, and it is my company, Bolo Intelligence. You can go to bolointel.com. Hey, if you have a family car, you got an elderly parent that drives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a teenager. Are you thinking of getting on Turo, Let Go, or Get Around? Sorry, any of these different apps to rent out your car. You can learn about different the different tracking systems that make sense for you. BoloIntel.com. 
and check those out. Bolo stands for be on the lookout. Obviously, it's also <laughs> the only kind of tie I own now. So. And an ex girlfriend, a person that you met at Starbucks. Nope, nope. Um, don't do any of that. <laughs> None of the systems we sell will integrate on a drop. You actually have to put them into the to the vehicle, so they're hardwired into the vehicle before. That's, there, there you go. Sure. Um, and if you want to track your ex girlfriend, here's what you. Re- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Uh, as many of you know, I mentioned at the beginning of, of this show. That I am. I'm sorry. Is that a new app that we're developing? Track your ex. <laughs> the track your ex app. That would be. No, a- no, it's not hard. It's called um, Apple. Actually, you know the Apple tags that they came yeah. out with. They actually had to um, come up with. A, they had to make an update to go. Hey, did you know there's an Apple tag in your purse? Like a, a little thing. Really? Because, like that yeah, was a because- thing that actually had to happen. Yes, because people were dropping them on just the, num- the the number one place where I saw this happening was if you had a Dodge Hellcat, which is I think America's number one most stolen car now. Okay. Um, people were dropping tags on the cars so they sure. could track them to where they go. And so now, if you have an iPhone, and if you're like me and you don't have an iPhone, because I'm a free thinker, <laughs> it it has it now apparently it will ding you and say you know there's a tag in here right. Interesting. And you have to accept it or reject it or whatever. But, it, you know, they obviously it's easy enough for them to create that innovation and go, yeah. okay, there's a problem. We can fix that problem. Nonetheless, it was fascinating to find out it all existed. Absolutely. You know? That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. So our last story. So our last story is uh, Dodge. And you guys know I used to consult at General Motors. Now I've <laughs> left because I'm, I'm going to do this job. And we, we did it. We did it. We did a story about a, a a company doing a taco person for you know oh yeah what did gig. they call it it was taco bell doing but they were hiring a taco oh yeah um, you're right it was taco bell it was taco, taco bell, expert what did they, or something yeah something like that i don't remember what a it was. couple months before that there was a wine expert or something that you get paid mm-hmm. um, so dodge is accepting resumes for a 150 dollar a year job called the chief <laughs> donut maker chief and, donut maker and what you're thinking is like you know sprinkles chocolate frosted crullers <laughs> i gotta tell no, you no. when you first sent me this article that's yeah. i mean like i was like chief huh? donut maker like what they can't what? use the other word that you and i would you know no i, they can't I get say it they're whipping whatever's out in the park right the yeah lot. but but it makes sense once you know what it is correct so Dodge has this impressive history as a car maker in the United States. Um, mm-hmm. We're market explainers, so I'm going to explain something boring to you. The Dodge brothers used to be the contract manufacturer for Ford. And Henry Ford didn't like that the Dodge brothers drank beer with their employees and all this other stuff. And they, and eventually Ford... You know, Ford, the Ford that we know today is the fourth, third or fourth version of Ford. The mm-hmm. the original version was bankrupt, got acquired by General Motors and rebranded as Cadillac and all sorts of stuff. Right. And what's what's really interesting, what I love about the Dodge brand sometimes is a little less the cars and a little more the story because I'm a sucker for good marketing and branding. Now, this this is a rumor. We don't know this to be fact, but the, the original Dodge logo when the Dodge brothers decided we're you know, they lost the contract from Ford because he didn't like that these guys were blue collar American guys right. who 
but they were top tier engineers before engineering was something you could go to school and really learn. These guys were just up here making sure. stuff Shelby, work. right? Shelby partnership with Mustang. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. <clears throat> so this is the Dodge brothers find out that, you know, um, that perhaps Mr. Ford is a little bit uncomfortable with the Jewish people. So they made their logo a Star of David just to give him a middle finger. So the first I was unaware logo, of that. Yeah, so the first Dodge logo is a DB inside of a Star of David. And you would think, why would they pick that symbol? Right? That's weird. Mm-hmm. And there's other reasons that corroborate Mr. Ford's feelings on that group of people. I'm not saying that is true or not true. I'm just saying that is a theory that exists out there. So it it it, it really just this falls me. under the same conspiracy theories as we were just talking about last time. Correct. So. It okay, does, but these these are a little less harmful because I mean, it's I got all, you. I got you. But what's what's fascinating is Dodge is going through kind of a you know the last five years, ten years, they went through this renaissance where they took from their days as uh, Daimler Chrysler the mm-hmm. E class Mercedes chassis. And there's that episode of of The Simpsons where Marge finds some high-end designer dress. I think it's a Chanel dress. And um, she they she's wearing it. They get invited to go to a country club. They can't afford a Chanel dress, a real Chanel dress, another one. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an accident. So she takes this one Chanel dress and she cuts it up into like 10 or 15 different outfits throughout the episode. That's what Dodge did with the Charger, the Challenger, and their existing lineup of vehicles is literally like they took a 90s Mercedes chassis and just kept going. Like, literally, here's General Motors over here going, hey, guys, I think we could build a huge battery and a skateboard. Mm-hmm. And then here's the engineers over at Dodge going, let's put 700 horsepower in this 90s Mercedes. <laughs> well, look, Dodge almost died. Right. Yes. So so in the automotive, if, and, depending and on how old you, you are. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say when the when the crisis of 2008 happened, mm-hmm. the GFC, I was working at a Dodge dealer. That's when Dodge split Dodge and Ram into two separate comp brands. Yep. The mm-hmm. reason they did that. And this was not speculation. This is people from corporate who told us, well, we don't know if we're going to keep selling Dodges. Right, we might right. just have Chrysler, but we don't want to lose the trucks because that's a real segment that we make money on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So continue. You were going to say something. Well, so they almost died, and then you know, several so several times, and then I think it's taken a decade for them to get back to go. Okay, what is what is Dodge? And and this kind of ties into that manufacturers. And this was when I was young, which was forever yeah. ago. Right. One of the worst mistakes the the automotive industry has ever made in the history of branding, and I still believe this is to today. When I was young, right, the brands specifically marketed themselves for brand loyalty. Right, you were a Ford guy or you were a Chevy guy. You were a Chevy guy or you were a Dodge guy. You yeah, know what and, I mean? And you someone, were, and for someone my age, the fact that there was guys who were like, "Man, I'm a Pontiac guy. I don't like them Chevrolets." They're the same thing. 
but but that that's what it created back then because it's right. the way it was marketed, right? Which is it was smart. It, it created brand loyalty, and then through the eighties and nineties, they got away from it entirely and then it became more about the car versus instead of the brand and now you you have today's world so what they figured out what dodge has figured out in the last decade since almost dying out was hey we need to bring back the dodge loyalty and how do we do that with good old-fashioned muscle cars and you know trucks wild though you know a 700 horsepower baja pickup truck that you can just roll up to the dealer and buy Ford's doing it with the Raptor for, you know what I mean? Like, so they figured out that they need to go back to, and like you said on a previous story today, a lot of marketing is cyclical, right? And comes back around. They realize they've made the mistake 30 years ago by going to this, we're going to sell this individual car instead of selling on brand loyalty because they got into all of these. General Motors was making what six different brands of cars at one time, yes, and right? Yeah, and that kind of stuff. That, I think, yeah. So instead of it being about General Motors, they made it about individual Pontiacs. Individual yes. Ford did the same thing. At one point, they were producing um, uh, several different. Mercury was a Ford product, mm-hmm. right? All of and, these different oh, things. No. My favorite from my childhood was Mercur, which is just German for Mercury. And they brought over German and British Fords mm-hmm. under that brand and sold them at Lincoln dealerships. But it was it was hilarious. But to get you to buy Mayor that, Cook. they had to convince you about the car instead yeah, was, of that it was a Ford it was, product. It was German. It's not a Ford. But right. it's a German Ford, yeah. So so I think they've now figured out that again that they've got to go back to create this brand loyalty especially now yes. that Toyota is really Toyota you and I did the article about that it could be the number one american product yeah. uh, car manufacturer by the end of 2022 yes. so they figured out that they've got to go back to brand loyalty cuz Toyota never stopped doing that Toyota, right. you own a Toyota, you buy another Toyota, you buy another yeah, Toyota, and, and, they and really, you buy another Toyota. My my dad had a business associate when I was growing up that every two years he bought a new Camry, and he just had so many kids and grandkids that there was just always someone who needed a car. And the kind of cruddy part was some of his grandkids are like, yeah, but if he gives me a Camry, it's just going to keep running, right? And so I'll never, like, I'll never have the like entry point to go, I want something cool. You're just going to end up with a beige Camry. Right. At the end of the day, beige Camry did the job. Well, it, and they knew it, right? They knew it. So in this case, to kind of bring this back, so they're hiring yeah. a brand ambassador, which is what it yes. really is. Correct. It's a Dodge brand ambassador. The Dodge brand ambassador gets to, of course, go to all these parties or whatever. Yep. And in true marketing fashion, they're going to narrow all of these people, which you've got to make a video. Right. And send it in. You got to go to dodgegarage.com. Right. right? And you could submit your video. Right. And it's got a bunch of, you know, you can find all the details. Is this Goldberg? This is the wrestler Goldberg. Yeah. yeah? So here's the deal. In true marketing fashion, they're going to narrow this down to 10 people and then have a reality TV like contest. Yes. With Goldberg, the wrestler, just like The Rock's done this with shows. Several wrestlers have done. John Cena has yeah. one right now, Wipeout or whatever that he's doing, right? Yeah. They all have these li- these uh, you know reality TV shows. And Goldberg, right. if you haven't seen him as a wrestler, 
uh, he is a massive man. He is yeah, a giant. Big, big dude. Big okay, dude. big dude. But, you know, so Dodge just came out. Here's a wrestler that everybody knows because Goldberg's been around forever, yeah. right? He did um, a show 10 years ago called The Bull Run. It was like this reality show about a um, race across the country. It's, it was interesting. I watched both seasons. It's reality TV, yeah. right? It's real, but but so they're going to put these ten contestants on a reality TV show. Yeah. God knows what they'll have them do, right? right? And then somebody, and it gives them ten weeks now, of marketing. Yeah, let me let me tell you this much, right? This Dodge has got, I would guess, five million dollars in exposure from this one deal, right? They've mm-hmm. they've got five million dollars in free earned media as i've talked about before on the show by by saying we're going to give somebody a hundred fifty thousand dollar job and everything you just described for this brand ambassador to actually get the job they're gonna they're gonna extract even more they're gonna make or they're gonna earn i would guess 15 to 20 million dollars of earned media Mm -hmm. without with by spending probably two three million bucks that's including the the hundred fifty to the to the actual uh, brand ambassador. Brilliant marketing. And if they're it's doing a decent this- reality show, yeah. they'll make more back on advertising than yes. they did creating the reality TV show Correct. because they're insanely cheap to make. Yes, and this is all on the cusp of. They said earlier or at the middle of last year that they have an electric muscle car coming out in 2023 so this is all going to align with now their parent company stellantis saying that we're going to go out there and this is you know stellantis is the merger between the french and the italian company and the italians are the ones who own dodge so these companies are now um you know this is brilliant marketing on their part right well, but imagine, let, look, we're in marketing, you're always trying to innovate, right? Even yeah. if there is nothing new, there's new right. ways of doing things. And if this, let's just say this works for them. Let's Correct. just say, for argument's because, sake, that somebody... Like we, like we stated at the beginning of this segment, this isn't the first brand ambassador sh- story we've covered. This is by far the most interesting. Now, I don't want to be some mm-hmm. taco pusher from Taco Bell. I don't drink wine. I'm a whiskey man because I'm a man. <laughs> but I'll but be let's say this does man. work. Let's say people yeah. tune into this reality TV show, right? Yeah. And let's just say it all works out. Couldn't you see other companies doing this yes. a couple of times a year? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got, okay, here's a job at Intel. Here's a yeah. job at Samsung. Here's a job at Dodge. Here's a job at Walt Disney. Here's yeah. a job at whatever. They yes. could, you could, you could feed in an entire network, some random cable network, with just these types of shows, kind of like hey. you know, uh, Undercover Boss, right? Whatever, whatever channel that's on. No, no. Let me tell you something. Here's what: if they were smart, they're just going to put this out on their own media, whatever conglomerate, like Gary mm. V said everybody's a marketing company now, right? We're all just telling the story of our products and services. So everybody's just a marketing company now. If I'm Dodge, I'm not making you pay. I'm just saying go to dodgegarage.com. You can watch the full series there. And this isn't new, right? And then the series comes out on Dodge Garage. And then within a a few months, they put it out on Hulu. So then 
it, it builds a little more steam that way. So they mm-hmm. keep the they keep the ball rolling that way, you know? Well, and then, like I said, if it works, then you've got all these others. And look, the, the biggest benefit of this is you get to spend a year not really doing anything but going to parties and, and opening grocery stores and whatever else you've whatever got to do. dumb thing they're going to make you, you know, listen. But this you get is, to drive this... around in a Dodge Hellcat for the year. Uh, I, hey, man, screw the 150. Give me a red-eye <laughs> wide bitey, and that's compensation. I'll do whatever the heck you need. <laughs> This is literally what would happen to beauty contestants who won, right? This is all you do. Like, I'm Miss America for the year. Right. You just go. This is all like you're just a brand ambassador for the eight companies that sponsor Miss America or whatever. And you get some compensation along the way. And you're just pretty. And um, so everyone go and vote. I don't know. I don't know where you're going to vote for me. I don't even know what they like. But um, I don't yeah, even know gonna, if there is voting. But still. Yeah, I'm going to go do a burnout my mom's front-wheel drive Kia, and uh, you know, I'm going to try to get on the show. <laughs> that would be awesome, um, yeah. and uh, I'd vote for you, man. I'd vote All for right. you. Well, that's the only thing you'd vote for me to do. Hey, before we you know, um, end the show today, as you always know, I'd like to end the show with a tip of the week. All right? Mm-hmm. So this week's tip of the week, you know, on, on trend, on theme, I just want to let everybody know, Stop lights, stop signs. These are all just suggestions. You don't really have to follow them. And I just want to let you know one last thing. Street racing is not a crime. I'm going to go vote for Danny to join Dodge so that he can quit the show. All right, folks. We'll see you next time.